Welcome back to the Let's Be Friends podcast. With us today is a new friend and my new favorite Canadian, Trish, who you may know as my tinfoil hat. Trish is a conspiracy and controversy jokester, making us laugh in the midst of the madness. Welcome to the show, Trish. Hello, Kara. Thank you so much for having me. How exciting is this? This is so exciting. I I am so glad that we have become friends recently through the algorithms on Instagram. Your content just started coming up and I was like, wait, I recognize this girl. I recognize, I feel like I've seen her in my comments before. So I reached out to you and messaged you and you responded saying, what are you doing here? You were like, what are you? I was like, oh, maybe she doesn't want to be my friend. (laughs) But then you invited me on your game show, Cite Your Sources, which was so much fun. We did that last week. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I mean, you say that we're new friends, but as far as I'm concerned, the relationship's been going on a bit longer. (laughs) I love that. When did you first connect with my content? Um, So it was very shortly after I had my big wake-up experience. I was looking specifically for people who were talking about the craziness, talking about the conspiracy truths, talking about what's really going on in the world. Um, but I also wanted somebody who was talking about Jesus <laughs> or to find people who were also talking about Jesus because, and we'll get into this, but my wake up was not just to the world and it wasn't just to Jesus. It was all of it combined into one. So I, I knew that I needed those two topics and I needed them to um, intermingle with each other. Um, so yeah, you're, you were one of the first people that I found. And really it was a God thing. God really just brought me to the people that I needed to be listening to in that moment, because I was very alone with it all. And I was very in my head with it all. And I honestly didn't know at the time, like, are other people seeing this? Do other people, are people making these connections? I really didn't know until I immersed myself in, um, in the information that other people were sharing too. So very quickly after I woke up. That's amazing um, that God brought us together. And I I feel like I've heard this kind of similar thing from a lot of people who I'm like, how did you find me or whatever? And they're just like, you just, God brought us together during the right time. And I felt the same way in 2020 when I was waking up. I, I That's why I started this podcast was so I could have conversations with other people who were seeing what was going on because I couldn't even talk to people in my house really about this or family or friends. And so it's definitely God ordained. And today we're going to be sharing. You're my first testimony that I'm sharing this fall. I'm kind of doing a little series on sharing testimonies. I just shared mine um, and reshared mine, I guess, because I first shared it in 2022 on the Not So Secret Societies podcast, Jesus Christ Saved My Life. And today I want to hear your story about your awakening, about when you started questioning things in the world, and I guess ultimately, like Jesus becomes sort of a part of this too, as you said, that it wasn't just seeing what was happening in the world. You were looking for people that also saw that there was Jesus in this whole thing, that he's very important. He's God in the flesh. That is literally, when you're searching for the truth, I discovered Jesus is the truth. It's the door that everybody's looking for. And so when I'm looking for people to connect with, if they don't understand that element, I'm questioning what they say. And I'm not you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just kind of like a, it's like a, a fail safe um, if somebody truly knows what the truth is. And so let's just, let's start, let's dive in to your story, Trish. Start, go girl. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's interesting. I haven't, I haven't told this story before. I've told bits and pieces of my story. Um, 
but I've never actually told my story. And I get asked in my DMs a lot, like, where, where can I read your story or where can I listen to your story? And I'm like, just follow along, I guess. I'll like little breadcrumbs as we go and you can try to figure it out. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting. So just to, first of all, I listened to your testimony yesterday. I was like, I better listen before we sit down and chat. And you, you will see as we get going, but there are a lot of, um, I'm going to be touching on a lot of similar topics. <laughs> that you talked about as well. It's like, there's a lot of like intertwining going on here. Um, so let me start just by giving like a quick little background tour. Um, so I'll start with who Brett is because I'm going to be saying his name a lot. Brett is my husband. I met him when I was 19. I was dating his friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> As the years went on, the friend and I were no longer together. Brett and I had developed a really close relationship. Like we became best friends. Um, So him and I got together later on. We're now married with kids. Um, But before we got married with kids, I was a wreck. (laughs) I, I was a partier. I partied hard. I partied often. Um, I was working for and with travel bloggers. So I didn't have my own blog, but I was like just doing like behind the scenes stuff, social media stuff for some travel bloggers. So through that, I was able to travel a lot. So I didn't really have a home, um, but I did like have places to stay. I was traveling and partying way too much. Um, So during that time, I was super unwell. Like I, I was, um, numbing myself. I was getting into drugs then I was getting into harder drugs. Um, and I could like feel, I could feel that I wasn't okay. Like it always felt like someone was crushing my chest. I could never get a full breath. I remember like I would be walking and like trying to breathe really deep and just thinking like, why can't I ever fill my lungs? Like I'm not. And I mean, a lot of that too, there's some anxiety there. There's some mental health stuff there. A lot of that too was that I was partying, drinking, doing drugs a lot. Um, So there was definitely some physical um, reactions to that as well. Um, So I went to Grenada and I was there for Carnival which now I know a lot more about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that's what I was there for. Um, And this is really when everything started to change for me. So went, felt like I shouldn't be going. That's kind of a whole other story. But like before I went, I just started getting all these feelings like that I shouldn't go, that that everything was going to change. And I went anyway. I did try to get out of it, but I went anyway. Um, when I got there, my parents messaged me saying that we needed to like hop on a call. We needed to talk. I knew something was wrong. Um, and it turned out that a a very close family friend, one of my parents, very best friends, like all since their childhood growing up, um, had taken his own life. So like almost like an uncle to me. Um, his daughters were my best friends. Um, we kind of grew up like a family. So 
so when that happened, I um I haven't had a lot of death in my family. I've not had a lot of like I haven't had a lot of close ones died, even like my grandparents, we knew it was coming. So there's not been a lot of tragedy in that sort of a sense. Um, And when that happened, there was just like such a major shift inside me. Um, I didn't end up going to any of the carnival um, like parties that were happening. I didn't go to any of them. Um, I sat on the beach a lot and looked at the sunset a lot. Um, and while I was doing that, I felt God, who I did not have a relationship with, say, there's more, go home. Wow. And so that's what I did. Um, I couldn't leave the trip early, so I stayed for the trip, um, went home after that was done, and immediately Brett and I kind of rekindled. So we were together before. We had broken up for about six years, and whenever I went wow. home, we rekindled, yeah. Um, so once I got home, I knew, like, I knew it was God. I knew it was God calling me home. I knew there was something going on. I knew there was a plan. Didn't understand any of it, but I was just kind of going with it. So I came home, I quit drinking, I quit drugs, I quit everything like cold turkey, stopped doing it. Um, and I started going to church, the church that I'm in right now. <laughs> um. And I started calling myself a Christian and I started reading my Bible and, and things were good. Things were going pretty good. Um, but I knew that I was missing something and I didn't really know what that was. Um, the historical facts of the Bible were coming together for me, but there was something that like I wasn't feeling or I wasn't connecting with or clicking with. Um, and then things started to get bad again. So. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but looking back on it, I wonder now if it was the enemy, like trying to get me back into my old ways, trying to get me to think like, okay, this isn't the answer. This isn't the path I should be following. Um, Just trying to destroy me and the plans that God had for my life. So I started experiencing really intense rage. Now, Kara, I'm a crier, so I am going to cry at some point while we're talking. (laughs) We're both going to cry then. I started experiencing really, really intense rage to the point that I wouldn't, I wouldn't even remember the things that I had said when I was angry um, or the things that I did. And that was really, really scary. Um, So it was the anger, um, sleep paralysis. I had been dealing with sleep paralysis since I like, one of my first memories, I think, is sleep paralysis. Like it, it's been happening for a really, really long time. And that started coming back really intense, um, happening almost every night, multiple times. Um, and yeah, really, it was just the anger and the rage. I couldn't get along with Brett. I was mad about everything. Um, yeah, and our family was growing. <laughs> really good time, really good timing. So we had our daughter. Um, and yeah, so around, how I don't know how long that lasted, a couple years of like me trying to get better. Oh, going on medication. So 
Um, I was heavily medicated for anxiety, um, depression. And then right before I woke up to everything, um, I was diagnosed with BPD. Borderline personality disorder. Oh, interesting. Because I just Mm -hmm. heard that on yours yesterday and I was like looking at my notes. I'm like, do do we have this? (laughs) Yeah, no, I had no idea any of this. This was crazy. Keep, wow. I had no idea how similar our stories were. So yeah, pretty crazy. So you were diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. How how long ago was that? That was a few days before I woke up to everything. Wow. Days before. Yeah. Um, so I was diagnosed with that. I was sent to, or I was already seeing like a therapist. Um, I was getting sent to a psychiatrist, but I never actually started going there. So they were talking about like, we need to change your meds. We need to get you on higher. You're on the highest for anxiety. So we can't bump that up anymore. Um, and so all around this time, Brett was kind of trickling information out to me. Um, he, he caught on pretty quick that the pandemic was not what was being advertised. And I thought he was losing his freaking mind. Like I was like, you're crazy. You can't be paying more attention to this than you are to like real life. Um, I thought he was nuts. Like I, I even had a conversation with my therapist one day the very last conversation I ever had with her, I was telling her like, um, Brett's paying more attention to conspiracy theories than anything else. And like, I'm really worried about him. Like, is he going off the deep end kind of thing? And she said to me, like, maybe it'll be good for your kids as they grow up to see that there are other ways of thinking and to see that some people, um, like to like to take their time with things and look into the things that other people won't look into. And I was like, girl, are you crazy too? (laughs) You had a fantastic counselor, therapist. Wow. Wow. Do you know what? The reason that that was the last time I ever talked to her is because she lost her job shortly after. And I think it's because she wouldn't comply with the mandate. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So was this like 2020? Like mid 2020? This was around mid 2020. Yeah, it was close. It was maybe closer to 2021. um, Because that's when I really woke up is the very beginning of 2021. Wow. And here we are today, (laughs) where you're reaching hundreds of thousands of people sharing these little tidbits of information that you first heard Brett sharing with you that your counselor mentioned might be good for you to know, for your kids to know one day, but now you're actually sharing to the point where other people's kids are hopefully hearing this. And God is literally, I'm watching, I just like full body chills, like while you're talking right now, like God is using you. Now he literally has taken your life and steered you onto a path, pulled you out of the deception that you were under and that path where you were unwell, where you had this rage, where you were medicated to the point where you said you were maxed out on anxiety pills. I completely relate to that. That's what happened to me too. I got maxed out on pills and that's what brought me to find out I had been misdiagnosed bipolar and that I had 
borderline personality, which again, this is just another label that the psychiatric field is using for nine very vague symptoms that are just like symptoms of us just like literally like fed up with living in a fake fallen world. We've been lied to our entire lives where we've been poisoned. Everything around us is to keep us down and to kind of keep us crazy and handle us. So I really like question these diagnoses. Of course, borderline, the cool thing about it is you can actually overcome that diagnosis and you can be cured from that. If whatever that means, right? We're bipolar. You can't be. But um, I, uh, I, I'm just kind of like mind blown on how similar our stories are and our awakening, the timing of the awakening, what you went through before, because I also have um, had a massive uh, anger problem that I've, that God has curbed. God has changed. And that was what part of what, I mean, what happened is like, I don't know about you, but I would oscillate between sadness and deep depression. And then anger is the other side of that coin. And I almost felt better to be in rage or to be in anger because I I could justify it and I could get mad and break something and see, I have a reason for this rather than being sad and crying and depressed and like locked away in my room, unable to see people. Um, but it, it, so what... So you were maxed out on these pills. You find out you have the borderline diagnosis. Did you start getting off of pills then? Or how, what happened with the medications? I'm curious. So what happened with the medications, this is not advice to anybody listening. You did a cold turkey quit. <laughs> this is you? not advice. I didn't do cold turkey. But um, like I said, it was only a few days before I had like my really big wake up experience. Um, and I decided to get myself off of them at that point. Um, I was scared of them to be completely honest. Like my wake up wasn't, wasn't like calm and peaceful with like daisies growing up in the background. It was like, there was a lot of like turmoil and confusion and, um, and fear. And I was, I was scared that I was on them. I was scared of what was going to happen if I stayed on them. Um, and this was during like lockdowns and a bunch of crazy stuff. So I was scared that like I wasn't going to be able to get them or that it would get to a point maybe where if I am not vaccinated, I can't, I can't go pick these up. Um, so I just thought it was safer all around if I just got off of them. So I weaned myself off. Um, and I've, I've, I'm fine. Like I have normal moods, like normal people. I still get angry. Um, but I do not have the rage fits ever anymore. Um, I'm much more in control of my emotions and my moods. Um, and that was even something because of how much was going on when I first woke up and like all this information I was taking in and relationships changing and everything. Um, I don't think I even noticed the change in me until I kind of looked back a little bit later and I was like, hey, I'm, I don't struggle with rage anymore. Like, when did that change? And it kind of like took me a while to realize that it was kind of synced up like that. You said that you would have moments where your rage was so bad, you almost like, I, I kind of, you didn't say this, but like, it's almost like a blackout where you didn't remember what you said. And I can relate to that um, in a way that I would get so angry and it would always be those those closest to me. So it would be my boyfriend like at that time, like I'd scream at him and I'd, I'd hear 
things come out of my mouth and I'm like, I don't even think that. Like I would just hear myself saying the meanest things and I'm just like, who is this person? Like this isn't me. And then like the rage would happen and then I would hate myself afterwards. And I was like, I can't even believe I did this or I broke something or smashed something in the house. And then I just hated myself even more. And then my depression would just fall. And it was just this endless like trap of like hating myself and raging and depression. And it was a cycle. And when I took, I was on, you know, like 20 pills a day, like they couldn't curb my suicide ideation, my anger, my depression. And then I got off the pills, you know, I titrated over 10 months. And then my awakening came after getting off the pills as well. How interesting that we woke Hmm. up after getting off these pills that basically handled us and, and put us to sleep, but didn't really help. And then it wasn't truly until Jesus found me and saved me. And I started reading scripture about anger and taking God's advice on how to deal with anger that I really started seeing my anger problem truly, truly change. And it was so simple because it was scripture like where God would say things like a fool rushes to anger, like a wise man overlooks an offense, like literally simple things like that would come into my head and I'd get, I'd get angry about something that because it was always the stupidest things that would set me off. Someone looks at me the wrong way or wait a second, you need to be held accountable. Did you, you just upset me? And it's like, then the domino would fall and all of a sudden like, ah, you know, the rage comes out. But if I could overlook that offense, the domino wouldn't fall. And I was like, I fear God. I don't fear this world. So I got to listen to what he says. So do you know, is like, did getting, did you get closer to God once you were awakening, you were already in church, you said something was kind of missing. Were you, had you given your life to Jesus at that point? Like truly, do you feel, or, um, as you started getting better and your anger started going away, um, were you getting closer to God? Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, first just like how I said about how I feel like it was the enemy trying to keep me away and to kind of ruin things for me and destroy. Um, and how you were just talking about like getting triggered about things. One of the things that would trigger me into the rage is if Brett would talk about pandemic stuff or if he would show me things. Um, and it was like my, the like pain of, (laughs) of having to open up my mind and realize that there's something going on, um, that would super trigger me. So I think we fought a lot about stuff like that. Um, and then so yeah when it comes to when it comes to what was missing i still honestly it's really hard to explain because i don't fully understand it myself um because because i was already a christian i was already trying i had already like said the words like that i give my life to jesus but i don't know I think there was like a lot of me that was still holding some things back. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fear that I was living in and the anger that I was living in and feeling like I had to fix that before I could be accepted by him. I had to fix that before I could be a real Christian. If I'm smashing things in my house and cursing at my husband and screaming like a maniac I have to fix that. Then like, I'm not a real Christian. If I'm doing that, I'm not a real follower of Christ. If I can't control this. Um, So what really happened and I don't know how to explain it. And I, I've even thought about ways like thinking about how I was going to be talking to you. I'm like, okay, how can I explain this? But I can't. And I don't want to try to make something up or to like, um, 
pretend to have a hold on something that I don't. So what really happened was I knew there was something that I was missing. I knew there was some truth that I wasn't privy to. Um, The Canadian convoy was happening at the time. So I was really keeping my eye on that. And I was on board with all the like, no mandate stuff. I was like, yep, that makes sense to me. And then I'd be watching videos and seeing mothers crying, saying like, please save the children. And I'm like, from masks? Like, I didn't understand what we were saving the children from. Yeah, I, I, I had the same reaction to the hashtag. Like, wait, what? Wait, the children he's saving from what? Yeah. They got a better life than we do right now. We have to go to work and pay bills and stuff. What are they, they get to go to the playground. Save us. Yeah. Yeah. Where's I really hashtag? what that was about. And I, like, there was just so much more. And it was like I was collecting puzzle pieces for so long, but I couldn't jam the pieces together. I couldn't figure it out. And the only way that I know how to describe that is there was a veil or there was like scales on my eyes. There was something preventing me from getting any farther, even though I was collecting all the pieces and hoarding them and being like, something's going on. I'm going to figure it out. Um, I didn't. I was just hoarding the pieces. So there was one very specific day. I'll never understand what happened, but I... I have heard other people talk about having similar experiences, which is crazy to me. And I think that's one of the reasons that I I don't tell my story very often is because it sounds a little, (laughs) a little nutty. So does mine. (laughs) (laughs) I have a book coming out about it. (laughs) Um, So I was, I was reading my Bible. I was trying to figure stuff out. I was getting confused. I was getting lost. I was taking wrong paths. I remember one day sitting on my couch being like, do I need to open my third eye? Is that like, is that the answer? What am I supposed to be doing? Like, I couldn't figure it out. Um, so I was reading my Bible. I was rocking my son in his room. And I was just praying. And I was just saying like, God, I don't know what's going on, but I know something's going on. I don't know why I can't control my emotions, my rage, but I know that you can. I don't know um, what the answer is, but I know that you do. And if there's anything that I need to know, will you please just show me? This is where we get a little nutty. There was a literal pop right over here. (laughs) A literal pop in my head. And it's like all those puzzle pieces I had been collecting flew together. I'm just like, look at the goosebumps. I can't see. I'm huge goosebumps right now. I'm I'm just, yeah. And it was the most overwhelming feeling I have ever felt. Everything just kind of all flew together. I can't explain how I knew things. And it's not like... It's not like brand new information was downloaded into my brain, but it's like all these pieces that I had been collecting suddenly fit together, suddenly made sense. Um, So I didn't know anything that I hadn't previously known. I just knew how to put it together and I knew how to connect the dots kind of thing. For those Um, eyes to see. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why that's why that's the only way I can explain it is the veil or the scales, because that's exactly as soon as it was gone, it was gone. And I was like, oh, crap, (laughs) what's going on here? 
ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, seek first the kingdom of righteousness and all else will be added on to you. And you were doing just that. You asked our Father in heaven, who is the truth, and he gave you the answers. He knew you were ready at that time. And he can miraculously do that because what's impossible with man is possible with God. And that's why I feel like that's why I started with the party life, because I really feel like that's when he started calling me home. That's when he said, like, okay, it's time now. It's time for you to, like, get the stuff on the right track. It's time for you to figure some things out um, because I need you. And he was like, I'm going to send you to the ultimate um, party and carnival, and I'm not going to let you go. And I'm going to get you to the beach and you're going to experience this massive loss from this family friend. And it's going to rock your heart. And I'm, yeah, I'm going to, he literally, it's a, it's a, it was absolutely calling you home. Absolutely. Wow. Um, You mentioned, you know, being a partier and all of that and having gotten into drugs and things like that. And, you know, I was a big partier too. And I did all of the psychedelics and all these different things, but I was always hesitant to get on pharmaceuticals. It's, which Mm -hmm. is kind of weird because I ended up getting on tons of pharmaceuticals, but did you, you said you were kind of hesitant about them too, but isn't that weird how we like, we go party and you take whatever or you do whatever. And then it comes to these pharmaceuticals. It's like, I don't know about these. And, and then you get on them and you realize they don't help. They really don't help. And, and we're, we're not doctors. We're not giving medical opinions or advices to people. We're just sharing our personal testimonies and experiences from being on these pills. And I was on them for eight years and I literally like lost myself and went to sleep. I can, it's sad. I can't remember a lot of stuff from that time when I was highly, highly medicated. And then getting off the pills, I write in my book, it was like I was an ice cube that unthawed. And then literally what happened, like at, literally, it was summer 2021, I June 2020, that I got, was off the pills completely. And that was when I like sparked awake. And it sounds like the same kind of thing happened with you. And you're talking about this veil that kind of went away. I believe the medications help create that veil. I also believe that this is connected to mind programming that started in ancient Egypt, which ties right into the Bible and God freeing and rescuing, delivering. Deliverance in Hebrew means to rescue or salvation. God delivered the Israelites out of slavery. And when you look into mind programming and you study it, it, a lot of it ties back to the Egyptian book of the dead and the Egyptians. And I believe they were channeling these fallen angel spirits. And it's really those fallen angels that are actually ultimately handling all of us, ultimately creating the mind programming in this world, which is the biggest spell going on that creates stuff like what you mentioned where Brett would talk to you about conspiracy and you'd get triggered and it might bring your rage out. I was experiencing that stuff here at my house too. Like I'd bring up uh, Big Mike. Michelle Obama is Big Mike to my boyfriend. He would be furious with me. I can't go there with that. Or like, I'd be like, I don't know if Trump is as bad as we think. I think he's onto something with the fake news. Boom, somebody runs out of the room. When you're awake, or you mentioned flat earth, ah, big buzzer goes off with someone, they're gone. Once you're like, why can't people talk about things? Like, what's going on here? Why is everybody in a daze and like zoned out? Why can't they see this? The truth is sitting right in front of our face. It's because God literally is keep, you realize too, like, because you want to wake everybody up once you know, but you can't. Because God is keeping at people where they are kind of asleep or in that place until they're ready. And you were absolutely ready. And now hearing your story, and I had no idea like this about we've, you know, we've been talking online and becoming friends, but we've never had like this deep heart to heart before. And hearing all of this, I'm just like, I know God's using you for a time like this. He's he chose to bring you out. He's you needed him. He didn't need you, but he knew he could use you. And he he woke you up. And now I see what you're doing online 
with sharing your content and your sense of humor is I love your sense of humor. I have a particular sense of humor. I love your content. I love the way, like you have a reel where you're like, one of my two favorite reels of yours right now is one where you have pinned where you say, where you're talking about, does anybody else remember that feeling when mandates were still in full effect and you would go into the store with your bare face and you would see someone else and you'd just look at each other. I love that. Does anyone else remember that feeling when mask mandates were still in full effect? Go to a store bare faced and walk in and all these people, you would see that one person who didn't have a mask on and you'd lock eyes. They'd look at you and you'd look at them and say something like, hey, I like your face. You just feel this immediate connection with the person. I like your face. Yeah, it was a good feeling. And then the other one I love is you just did and you're like, how, it's funny how the conspiracy theories who were considered crazy ones, all we did was check. We just heard something one day and we were like, I don't know about that, but we could check. It's funny how it's the conspiracy theorists that are considered the crazy ones. It's like all we really did was like, check. We just heard something one day and we thought, I don't, yeah, I don't know about that, but I could, um, I could check. And now they hear us saying all these crazy things and like all this crazy and they say, who's they? <laughs> who's they? Like they know something we don't because they stumped you with that one, didn't I? <laughs> or you could check. So you're talking about like you're, you're plant, you're guard, you're a farmer. You're a farmer for God. You're planting these seeds and you have a way of delivering it you're you're relatable you're down to earth but you're snarky you're smart you see what's going on and you're reaching people and all glory to god for using you and i'm just so grateful that he that you awoke and you heard the call you i'm gonna cry you heard the call and you you came running to him and just i'm just so grateful to hear this good news and this hope to share with other people yeah. yeah, thank you. I love that. And yeah, um, with the content that I put out, um, I mean, it's been a process. I When I first started putting content out, I more wanted to reach through the screen and shake everybody awake. Um, but like you said, I think we, I think a lot of us come to the realization that people can't wake up until, until they're ready and until God says it's time. Um, so I, I, I shifted from trying to wake people up to trying to just fellowship with the people who are awake. Because when I first woke up, that's what I needed. I needed, I needed people to say, Hey, we're over here. Come join us. We're here. We're, we're welcoming. We're like, we know what you're talking about. That's what I needed. Um, so that's kind of what I try to be. Um, and I also do, um, like to encourage thought. So I, I'm not, I'm not shaking people awake or my goal is not to shake people awake, but I do want to encourage people to think about things. And I think when we add the element of humor or making fun of something or making light of something, it's a lot easier and less scary for people to think about. Um, so that's kind of why 
lot well and it's just my personality like I don't really know how to put serious content out <laughs> but I think I think that's why I appreciate it so much appreciate um like the little community that's going on there is um is just because it it can it can encourage thought in a in a playful manner rather than trying to like scare people or doomsday people or like totally freak people out or yeah, we just need a little bit of like lightness and not all the things like there, there are absolutely conspiracy theories and um, things that are really going on that I can't make fun of. Like I can't, I can't make that light. It's too disgusting and dark and evil. Yeah. Um, but then I just don't, I don't really touch those topics or I touch them in a different way, but yeah. Yeah. No, you definitely do. I mean, I'm you're saying this and I'm thinking about like the trans agenda stuff, um, just like what they're doing to children. It's it's horrific. And once you see you start understanding why that's going on and you understand like um, they're just trying to there's lots of things to it. They're trying to just destroy humanity and like our identity and uh, how God like it's like all over in Genesis, the first book in the Bible that God created man and woman. And that's it. And like you're born a certain way, but if they're they are trying to I like you're real about they they are trying to destroy and hide God. Truly, they're trying to recreate reality without God. And God is the truth. That's the ultimate truth. And I think that's a big part of why they're creating gender confusion and trying to make it seem like you can change your gender and stuff because it disproves God and the beginning of the Bible. Um, and then um, but it it's infuriating what they're doing to children and I but I saw you today. I was mentioning before you came on that you had posted like a reel that Candace Owens did a chat, and I had made content last year um, about Candace Owens is controlled op, and she probably is. But does she know what? I don't know. I've been con- I feel like I've been controlled op before too, and I had the Not So Secret Science podcast. We were literally like a QAnon echo chamber. Like it's e- I think a lot of times the best controlled op doesn't even know they are uh, because again the they is actually handling it from the spirit world. But in this video, Candace is approaching some trans kids that are asking her some questions and she's her responses are so good and her points are so well made. I saw that you're real this morning. I was like, you know what? I'm going to repost this on, on my symbolism page because I want to be like, Hey, maybe she's controlled op or whatever, but she's making some really good points here. And I like, and even Joe Rogan does that sometimes too. And even RFK has done that. And yeah, like there's a big, huge thing going on and there's all puppets everywhere. And, but confusion is the game that they're using. But if we can, kind of see that Romans 3, 23, we all fall short of the glory of God. Each individual, Candace isn't perfect. Trump's not perfect. Joe's not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Oh, hey, and the church isn't perfect either, guys. We all fall short of the glory of God. It brings me back to needing Jesus, but I kind of am personally trying to get myself into a place where everything's not so good or so bad, but just, hey, look at this is great right here. So I feel like you're doing good work in that area. And maybe, I don't know if the trans stuff is one of these topics you say that are harder to make reels on and stuff but maybe resharing like what candace says is a good way to share that am i sort of making sense yeah no that makes complete sense um and that is one of the topics that i do talk about a lot um with that one i don't find it hard really to talk about that one i just i just never want to attack people i want to attack the agenda um i want to talk about the agenda poke holes and the agenda expose the agenda but i I'm very careful um, 
and I stumble and I fail, but I, I try to be very careful to not attack specific people or like not use somebody's picture to make my point um, or anything like that. Because Except for that, Trudeau, right? You'll use his picture uh, to make your point. <laughs> I will make you. <laughs> you're like, well, but when you're reading the book to your children and one of your reels, what's like the, how the prime minister like ruined the world or something or start. It, it's so funny. Yeah, Fidel Fidel Castro's son, right? Trudeau. Do you think he's Fidel Castro's son? Justin Castro. Justin. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so then you okay? So you started waking up, and when did you create your account, my tinfoil hat? Because I just found I just started watching your content a couple months ago. I actually don't look at a lot of content at all on Instagram, so it it's truly an honor for me. I love your content, like. It, it, but how, when did you start it? Um, so right after I had that big wake up experience, um, and I was doing the same kind of thing that you were saying, where it's like, Brett would walk into the kitchen, I'm there making sandwiches. And I look up and I'm like, I don't think Trump is as bad as the media told us. Or I'd look up and say, do you think the earth might actually be flat? And he's like, what is going on with you? Like, and those few days, like there was, it was a couple months that I feel like I was kind of like in a whirlwind, but there was a few days that I don't even remember much because there was just like, my brain was on fire and like these things would all just like pop into my head. Um, Every but, time you bring that up, my I'm very sensitive. I keep getting waves of chills or like my head just like, and all these things, I'm just like, God truly did something miraculous with you. I really think like what he did when you had that moment, like you asked and you were ready and he said, yes. Like, I really feel that you ha had a really miraculous awakening. It was, I, yeah, it was like, it all happened very, very quickly. Um, I couldn't even explain, like, I can't even explain some of the things that I knew how I knew them. I, I don't know. Um, so it was shortly after that. I mean, then came the starting to speak out and relationships changing. Um, <laughs> Losing all your friends and family. Not inviting you to the holidays and stuff. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that with family. Um, with family, we kind of like don't talk about it. There's people who are like polar opposites. And we just kind of know that and we try to keep it out. But I did lose a lot of friends. Um, some of them were straight up like, I can't be your friend anymore. And others just kind of silently and slowly faded into the background. They're probably still watching, though. I bet they're watching your content still. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if a lot of people go on my actual Instagram, but I post things on Facebook, too. Um, okay. And on Facebook, it's just my personal private account. So it's just friends and family. It's basically uh, like, let's be real. It's me. It's just me leaving a trail so that when shit hits the fan, <laughs> I can be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome i know that i've there's so many people like that i first said things to you like years ago and and actually i did this to people that's a better way for me to say it i can remember in 2016 when donald trump was elected yeah, I was elected president. I was so heartbroken because I was a hardcore liberal. I literally like went into mourning. Like I, I was just like the next day I was I was depressed. I started unfriending people on Instagram. They mentioned um, Trump. I remember a friend coming over talking about Trump and I asked her to leave my house specifically. And then when I woke up, it was actually Donald. 
I love saying Donald when I talk. I don't know why. I feel like, like Donald, it's Kara. Uh, D- Donald, like I started doing this loving kindness meditation to him spring 2020 as I was coming off my pills because a skill. Did you do dialectical behavioral therapy for DBT? Okay. That's dialectical behavioral therapy is a skills-based therapy that they give to you as treatment for di- for borderline personality disorder. Like with bipolar, you get pills because it's a mood disorder. It's uncurable. With borderline personality, it's actually a personality disorder, which means, like I said, you can get rid of the diagnosis. You can be cured from it. And they suggest you do this skills-based program called dialectical behavioral therapy. One-third mindfulness, one-third emotional regulation, one-third interpersonal effectiveness skills. So you're like, learn how to feel your emotions be in the moment and talk to other people that's just skills it's not it's not like a horrific horrible thing it actually is very helpful and i think everybody could benefit from it a skill is doing a loving kindness meditation so i started doing that to trump may 2020 and then it led me to the save the children hashtag like you got led to their save the children hashtag but once i realized like doing this loving kindness to donald i started like shifting on him and and think he's not so bad oh he was right about fake news i started questioning things and looking into it and then once i woke up that summer i contacted the girl that i kicked out of my house in 2016 and took her to lunch and apologized to her for and she was just like I've never seen anybody do this or apologize I was like yeah I need to do this so I've had to like go but there's people I try to every time where there's someone I was rude to or I yelled screamed at or you know I was like literally screaming at people get away you're gonna give me COVID and like put put the hand sanitizer on your lips before you kiss me to my boyfriend or what like I was insane and anyway and so it's uh, what I feel like you see happening is like you said you planted these seeds. So when shit hits the fan, you're going to be there with open arms for all these people that maybe unfriended you because you have so much compassion and understanding because we've been on that other side. Yeah. Yeah. And really, I mean, like I say, I, I joke that it's like, so I can shove it in their faces later. But really, <laughs> really, I want them. I want them to know that they can come to me once they do start to wake up. Because I had those people too. There was a girl, or there still is a girl, who sometimes goes to our church. She sometimes goes to another. um, And she always said the weirdest things. (laughs) And like people would be talking about like, um, I have a lot of nurse friends. So in like group chats and stuff, people would be talking about like, oh, if you're getting your vaccine, like today's the day, go here, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, all you need is the blood of Jesus. And I'm like, this girl's a little whack. So when I woke up, she was one of the first people I went to. And I was like, hey, remember all that stuff you talk about all the time? And I forget the sentence that she said back to me, but she was like, she said something about like, oh, you mean how like we're enslaved, like they're trying to enslave us and and everything that's going on is a spiritual battle, good versus evil. And I was like, that's that's the stuff right there. Yeah. Can we talk about that? <laughs> I'm ready now for that conversation. Yeah, yeah, like please. It's yeah, that's part of what like when I was waking up is like I had always felt like something was off in this world, but I really do believe that the medications for that decade like really handled me and then coming off of it and falling into the save the children hashtag literally took me into the rabbit hole and I had no idea about these conspiracies I had no clue about all the stuff people thought was going on because I just believed everything that I was taught and you start tying it all together and you see there's a spiritual battle going on here you start realizing there's some there's a battle going on for our souls and then because Jesus was the last door for me 
Once I finally got that and saw that, I was like, this is literally about Jesus because he was God and this is about salvation and there is a battle for our souls. And so you go, I love it. You go to that person, you're like, let's talk about that Jesus thing. Let's talk about how we just need the blood of Christ because I, all these conspiracies, all this stuff, you put it, the puzzle pieces that you had that God popped and put it together, God has shut chills again. It's mm-hmm. like, because there is a spiritual battle going on. I really think that's what this is, is battle for our souls. Yeah. I think that's the ultimate thing. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And that's one of the things that like I first clued into when I had that pop and that awakening, it was like, Oh, Jesus is real. He really is the son of God. And that's what everything is about. Everything is about trying to keep us away from the truth and keeping us away from the truth is battling for our souls. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. Let's talk about some fun stuff. Like you got me on your game show. You started a game show. It's called Cite Your Sources. And I was on your game show last week and it was so much fun. And you asked me a question. It was like, what conspiracies do I think are actually not conspiracies, but they say are conspiracies? And uh, I would like, and it just made me like start thinking. Actually, I've thought about it a lot more since our game show. And I'm like, what conspiracies are there that are so ridiculous and are planted just to like keep people astray? And I'm just curious, I want to ask you, like what conspiracies do you think like some of the biggest ones are just conspiracies and are just distractions to lead people astray? Oh my gosh. I don't know because there's so many that I think there's a little bit of truth to all of them. Or like, I think there's some truth there. The truth started to get discovered. So then it was shrouded with a bunch of a bunch of untruths to lead you in a different direction. I think, but I think like the ones that people mostly talk about, I think there's a little bit of truth to all of them and you just kind of have to use your discernment. Um, But I also think it's very important to not try to figure every single one of them out. And that's something that I had to learn too, um, is that it's okay to not know. The important thing is being, being able to ask the questions. And not yes. just like, that's an untouchable subject. We don't talk about that one. We just listen to the experts. I think we need to ask the questions, even if like one example that I'll use is the Maui fires with the dew and the color blue. Yes, that rhymes. It's like a Dr. Seuss with the dew and the color blue. <laughs> I was thinking like, so... So it should never be about like coming to your conclusion and then finding the pieces to help you get there. You need to find the pieces, even if you have a hypothesis, even if you have like what you think is going to be the outcome, we still need to actually follow the evidence and, and the what's laid out. Um, follow so, the science, right? Yeah. Trust the science. I'm just kidding. The lions. <laughs> yeah, just trust I, can't, I hear lions now when I say science. Like, <laughs> so with the Maui fires and the blue and the dew, it's like, was there any truth to that? Or like, was it all planned in advance with like the Simpsons episode and all this stuff? Like, there's just so many different paths that it could take that it's like, we, but we need to be able to ask the questions, even if there isn't a directed energy weapon that can skip over blue, even if that's not true. We need to be able to ask and we need to be able to talk about it without being just shut down. You're not allowed to ask about that. That's stupid. No, we should be asking about it because even if it's not true, 
why is it being put in front of us? There must be somewhere else to take it. Why is it being put in front of us? Why the Simpsons episode? If that's not the path to take, then like what's at this path over here? We need to keep going, not just not just ignore it. I love the way you just put all that. And I completely agree with you. I've started realizing that, like you said, everything's shrouded kind of. There's like smoke screens. It's like there is something that they that's going on. Like, it can, like stuff happened in Maui. Fires were started. It's super suspicious. There was a hurricane. Hurricanes are needed for these direct energy weapons, supposedly. And every, there's videos of what looks like literally like direct energy weapons, like shooting down on stuff. Just the, the whole situation is so it was definitely created. And it was probably a combination of things like arson, maybe direct energy weapons, this hurricane. Um, you know, the, the alarms didn't go off like the the um, police chief in charge of the whole um, line of fires was the same guy from the Las Vegas massacre. Like, there's all these crazy things. And you and it's like there. The truth is that there was a fire that was arson in, in Hawaii, that something nefarious and horrible happened. But then they covered it with we can't totally figure out what it is or how it happened and we probably won't ever know but when you see that blue stuff come in and the do stuff and like i just i'm like are they i think they're trying to take like make conspiracy theorists look crazy so that nobody will listen to us we're like hey something suspicious happened in hawaii but then someone's like and these in the blue and the lasers only hit the blue but then they let you lose somebody they're not you know what i'm saying it's like you lose somebody that's what i think that's about um to actually to kind of just distract people from seeing that yes just straight up arson happened here we don't have all the answers um but uh i i loved your content that you made i have to skip to keep back to your reels on maui you're like in like you're like picking the next color to paint my house and there's all these like colors of blue like pantone colors and you're picking for your house that was funny and then you also got fact checked i think about dues and you made another reel and you're like look at how they're fact checking me like how ridiculous this is and you're just you're bringing light to like kind of the game that they're playing because it's a game is what it all is. But what you said just now is what I agree with. We need to be able to ask the questions. We only answer we have is Jesus, God. That's the truth. He gave us the Bible, the 66 canon. That's his word. That's like, we got to stand on that foundation or we're going to go insane here. Um, but you got to be able to ask the questions. And when you know, I'm sure I know I've shoot, I've got a warning on my account now that I'm some kind of false information spreader, which I say over and over again, I've only had two community guideline violations in three years on that account. So it's crazy that they gave me this warning, but they just don't want us to question things. Yeah. We have to question. We may not know the answers. But we have to question. And all that stuff that's shrouding it too, it's just what you said about it's, it makes the conspiracy theorists look crazy and it makes it so easy for people to just not look. Like either the conspiracy theorists are right or they're wrong. And if they're not right about everything, then they're wrong. And it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not here and I'm not sharing the information that I'm sharing because I think that everything I say is right. Or even because I very rarely, if you go through my posts, you will very rarely see me take an actual stance on something. I'm always just putting the information out. I'm talking about conspiracy theories. I'm talking about what's going on. But I'm never saying, you have to believe this. You have to see it this way. If you're seeing it this way, you're wrong. And you have to look at it this way. I'm never doing that because I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything that's going on. I'm just here watching with everybody else. Um, 
And yeah, we need to be able to ask those questions. That's the most important part. You would never like, you would never say to a scientist, oh, your hypothesis wasn't right on your first try. So like you're a fake, like quit well, quit now because like there's no point in hearing anything that comes out of your mouth because your hypotheses on this one thing ended up being wrong. It's okay to be wrong, but get there. Get to the point where you realize it's wrong instead of just trusting what you're told. That's such a good point. Like the way science works is it's actually a process of elimination. That's the same way that medicine works is they, they come, you go to your doctor or a scientist does an experiment on something and they do the first experiment or they test the first thing. Oh, it's not that cross that off the list. Let's try the next thing. Oh, cross that off the list. And if they were getting treated like we're getting treated when we bring up conspiracies up, they're like, you're wrong. Fact check don't even listen to that person done well then science would be gone too because they're going to be wrong we're only hearing they'll do 20 million experience experiments until they get one that can prove what they want and then we only get to hear about that one well how come we're not getting all the opportunities too because they're Mm -hmm. handling it yeah exactly yeah it's crazy um so what's what's going on in canada right now i'm in Texas. I'm in Austin, Texas, on near the Mexican border. You are up there, up north, in the Canadian border. What what's go? I don't. What's going on in Canada, girl? Like, uh, you got Trudeau, who's re- probably related to Castro. You've got the Queen, like buried children in some school in like Canada. Remember that? And then like every mm-hmm. people talk about like all that. You got a lot of land up in Canada that nobody's really been to. I've heard people say there's giants up there and portals mm-hmm. and girl. What's going on? I don't know. I don't pay attention to them. They're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You just, you live pretty remote, don't you? You're kind of off a little off the grid. Like right now we're not even interviewing at your house because the internet's better at your church. Well, I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we, um, we do live out in the country. We live in the smallest province. Um, So like, even our city is more like just a normal sized town. Like we don't have, it's not, it's not a big, big city. So even when we do have like protests or stuff like that, it's like a handful of people like politely gathering somewhere. It's, it's very quaint. Um, But yeah, I mean, really there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I just don't, I just don't partake (laughs) a lot of it. Um, Yeah, it's getting it's getting kind of crazy up here, though. And I think for me, what one of the weirdest things is like when I was traveling all the time, I was like, so proud to be Canadian. And I was like, oh, everyone loves Canadians. Like no matter what country I go to, everyone's gonna love that I'm from Canada because Canada's like, super highly respected and cool and um, like a leader and stuff. And then and then now people are like, oh, you're from Canada. I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> like, wow. It's okay. Cause like my day to day, I mean, other than my relationships that have changed my, like, I'm, I'm still just raising my kids on an acre of land, getting some chickens and some goats and stuff. Like, like my day to day hasn't, is not super affected. Um, and by that, like you hear people say all the time, like, I don't care about what's going on because it doesn't affect me. And that's not what I mean. Um, but I am very lucky to live somewhere in Canada where we're not really touched by a lot of the craziness. Do you see, see chemtrails, though, over your house? Yeah. <laughs> they still find you. You're on the list. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, spray it. Do you ever feel like you ever had? Have you had a helicopter over your house, like a black helicopter? No. Have you? Actually, yes. There are helicopters sometimes. One day, there were like super low flying military jets, and I was like, right over your house. They're coming after you. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like kind of you know, you have a you have a big platform. You get on a radar. It's a real like I'm not trying to get crazy here where you're like, oh, my God, every all my friends are CIA agents and everybody around me is out to get me. You know, it's just but I like I literally like I'm just like how you see like chemtrails over your house. How can they, you know, like where do they do that? Like where do they pick or how does that happen when you're in the middle of nowhere? I mean, and another thing I want to say about chemtrails that's kind of funny is uh, someone was like, isn't it crazy how. There some days there are no chemtrails. It's like they 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 basically uh, grounded every single plane. They must have just grounded every single plane that day, huh? Mm. People that don't believe in chemtrails, it's like no, the chemtrails are very real. Um, and so yeah, they find you out there still. So I so let me first say that when I say we live in the middle of nowhere, it's also the kind of thing where like, if there's chemtrails uh, over my house, there's chemtrails over the whole island. Like we're very small. Oh, you're on an island. I didn't know you were yeah. on an island. That's, yeah. wow. Um, so. What's the population of your island? 156,000. About as many followers as you have. <laughs> That's crazy. Did you ever think about that? Your island, <laughs> your reach is your island. um yeah the chemtrails were one of the first things that I really started looking at and taking you started looking up yep so many pictures and videos if I went back to like the stories that I shared um when I first started my account oh I never answered that question of how I um if I went back to like the first things that I was sharing it was all about chemtrails because that's one of the first like things that I really latched on to and wanted to know more about. Um, and yeah, we haven't had them for a little while now. It's been like blue skies. I call them God clouds, the big fluffy real ones. God <laughs> yeah, clouds. the real ones. Yeah, God clouds. Um, yeah. But the past couple of days, we have had a lot. And right now the clouds are doing that bubble thing. Is that the heart? Yep. I believe that is. And yeah. I'm seeing lots today. So I'm like, mark my words, it's going to be rainy and windy tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. So you, when you finally realize that they're creating the weather, you get the weatherman and his predictions. It's yeah. there's no predicting the what. That's how they. I always wondered as a kid, how does the weatherman know what the weather's going to be in like ten days? It's like oh, because he's they're probably handed like the chemtrail schedule or like the harp schedule. Yeah. It's inferior. And then you know that climate climate control is literally that's the next thing like the pandemic they did that i don't think there's gonna be a covid 2.0 where we're masking and and in our houses again i mean we look at bill gates's last book in 2021 was about how the next crisis is gonna be about the climate and Mm -hmm. it's just uh i really think that right now that that's the next handling and the next giant psyop on the world and that scares me a little bit because i I've seen some insane storms where I live in Texas, like that we've never had before over like, like last two years ago, there was like a snowstorm here where we had like six inches of snow and girl, that is just weird for where I live. That is unheard of. And I made a snowball with it. Cause I saw this on TikTok and I lit it on fire and it turned black. And I was like, yeah, they've definitely like they're, they're seeding all of this. And so it's scary. But then I re- always remember 
364 times in the Bible, God says, fear not. And then we're only supposed to fear him. And I have to remind myself that anytime I get scared, we're only supposed to fear God, the one who takes and takes and brings life. And, uh, but yeah, the climate change is definitely, I feel the next top, you know, control handling agenda. Yeah. I talk on my Instagram probably too much about the hurricane that we had last year um, because our hurricanes just keep getting worse and worse and worse. And last year was so bad. Like it's still like, it still makes me teary eyed if I'm like driving past certain areas to see, cause there's still like such a mess. Like there's trees everywhere. There's still, camp- I saw your video where you were running. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And it, it would look desolate. It, yeah. I, I couldn't even believe it was crazy. That was from like a year ago. Then there was a big hurricane yeah. in Canada. Wow. Yeah. So wait, it was the one, it came up from um, like along the coast. So it was Florida first and Florida got it really bad. Fiona. um, And then it came up to us. Okay. You're on the East coast. I don't know why I thought you were like, I I, like literally thought you were on like, I guess Ontario. Is it on Quebec? I thought you were in Quebec in like the mainland. Like I didn't even know you were on an Island. I didn't know you were on the, so not that it's any of my business where you specifically live, but this is interesting to me that you're on the, the East Coast. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I say it's not, I can say Prince Edward Island is where I live because if I already said smallest province and an island, so that kind of knocks out all the other ones. Yeah. You can't hide anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just an operative here getting information on you. No, I'm just kidding. So wait, okay. I keep it. I have a bad habit of steering conversations astray. Tell us more about how you started your Instagram. Cause this always really interests me. Cause yeah. How did you tell me? Tell us the story. So I feel like you're going to love this part. So I'll include this part. Um, I was off Instagram and Facebook for a couple of years. It was like, I came home. God told me, come home. There's more. I quit drinking. I quit drugs. I quit social media. Um, what year was that? That was 2017. That's what I was thinking. Yep. That's when I, I left online in 2016. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't look at the Trump stuff. I had, I got off. I deleted my Facebook, deleted my Instagram. Yep. Yeah. So it was about a year before like my big wake up. So it would have been 2020. As a lot of millennials did in that time, I got into houseplants. <laughs> so I started a houseplant Instagram account because I was taking so many pictures and videos that I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And my best friend Katie said, you should start an Instagram. So I got back on Instagram and I wish I could find this. Her and I talk so much. It would take me a really long time to scroll back and find this message, but I wish I could find it just to screenshot it and have it forever. But I said to her, I feel like God has a plan and I don't think it has anything to do with house plants, but I think this is the first step. So <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm gonna just go ahead and do this. God has a plant. <laughs> plant. I don't. But <laughs> thank you for laughing. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I'm only upset it wasn't my joke first. <laughs> oh, started my house plant account. And I was doing pretty good. Like in almost a year, I got up to like 8,000 followers. And I thought that's that was great. Like, yeah. Good. In a year, that's really good. Um, and then I woke up 
And I started talking about it. And wouldn't you know, the plant community. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't even know what you're going to say. It's just funny already. (laughs) The very, the very woke left-leaning plant community did not want to hear the things I was saying. I lost 2,000 followers almost overnight just because I posted a reel and it was just like pretty pictures of plants and like me in a mirror holding a plant and stuff. Like it was just like cute little B-roll shots. Um, But the audio was talking about how I will not be getting injected with anything just because the government tells me to kind of thing. And wow, they didn't like that. (laughs) (laughs) So I kept talking about it. um, And it was a very hostile environment to be talking about it. I had people messaging me, DMing me like I had Like you would think that with the account I have now, I would get a lot of hate and I don't get a lot. I get some, but I don't get a lot. But on the plant account talking about it, it was, it was rough. Like they, they wanted me to like get buried with the roots. Like they were not, not here for it. This is just amazing that this is how you guys started. It just makes it all like even better. So, and I told you you're a gardener. I said you were a seed planner and you started with a plant account. Girl, get that. Cultivating. Um, so I said in my stories, there were a few people who were like following along. There were a few people who were like, yes, I'm seeing this stuff too. Like keep talking. There was one plant friend who had a wake up experience at the exact same time as me. So we kind of like woke up together and we texted the whole time. Um, and it's funny talking to her now about that time. She's like, she's like, anything you said, I was just like, okay. Cause like, I don't know what happened to Trish, but I know she knows what she's talking about these days. So anything <laughs> you told me, I was just like on board with it. Um, so I said to the people who were still kind of following along, I said, I'm going to start a new account. If you want to come talk about this stuff with me there, come on. I will still keep going on my plant account. I did not keep going on my plant account. (laughs) So I said, come with me if you want to. Maybe about 50 people came over to my new account. The reason I called it my tinfoil hat is because um, Justin Castro was on a press, (laughs) like a briefing, (laughs) where they were asking him about the mandate protesters. And he said, he said, these crazy people thinking that we want to put microchips in them and all the other kind of tinfoil hat wearer things that people tinfoil hat wearers say. And I was like, like, I guess he's talking to me. Like, I guess that's me. So that's where the name came from, my tinfoil hat. Thank you, Justin Castro, for that. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I started that one. I started off very slow, um, just kind of wanted like a handful of people to talk to and connect with and wanted a spot where I could like, um, instead of when I'm scrolling, just see plants in Jesus. I wanted to see conspiracy in Jesus. When I (laughs) tried to get the algorithm to show me the things I wanted to see. Um, and then one day it just kind of, just kind of took off. (laughs) Yeah. Did you have like a reel or something like a moment? I know like one time I had on my account, 
I had three reels that I posted that all hit like 200,000 views like the same day. And I got like 11,000 followers in a couple days. And I was like, wow, this is what going viral is. And like, there was a moment where I was like this. I just like kind of grew. Did you have like a moment where like one certain reel or one certain content like really kind of blew you up? I started, I started growing. I started trying if I'm being honest. I did. I, at first I wasn't trying to grow my account. And then after a while, um, I did start trying. So just like doing some little algorithm hacks and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, when you did, you so, ran a travel blog, like before you mentioned, so you ca- probably had a social media background or like a macro background in promotion and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just started like putting out more content, um, following more people, talking to more people. Um, and it 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 steadily grew for a while, and then around November, I was actually going to Alabama to meet up with a bunch of women that I work with, um, and that's when it really like in the airport. Like every time my flight would land, I would look, and it would be like up five thousand, and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> it's like made up the slot machines. The quarters are just like, but you're like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. So then, yeah, just kind of keep kept going as your account grew i mean that's kind of like i mean this is literally god putting you into a role and giving because i feel like god's going to give you that the plat he's given you that platform because you're ready for that and you're he's using you for his glory truly you know to help awaken people and also you being a follower of christ like to help bring them to the truth and do you feel that you have like more of a responsibility now that you have a bigger platform like do you ever like has some of the fun kind of gone away from it now do you sometimes um I feel like God reels me back in every once in a while because I'll get a little off track or I'll be posting a whole bunch of content and not even mention Jesus or not even mention Jesus in my stories and I always feel the pull to like all right get back on track like you're not here to you're not here to do that you're not here to make fun of people you're not here to spread fear like there's supposed there's something else you're supposed to be doing um and I'll even say that in my stories sometimes I'll be like so god wants me to talk about him more so that's what I'm going to do hope you guys are cool with that if not oh well that's yeah. what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I got a plant I got a plant account do you still have the plant account I still have it. I don't use it. And I'm thinking about deleting it because it makes me cringe. No, I was, yeah, a different, I I was a different person. And like looking back, like I almost don't even recognize myself. My Here Comes Trouble page. It's kind of funny. I've never shared this story, but I... um the reason that I started it, because like I said, I was offline in 2016. I had, I'm a musician. I had a music page that I kept up on Instagram, but I didn't really do anything with it. And I come, and then I've known I was going to write my memoir for like 15 years. I didn't really understand it. It's, I explained in my book. I just knew I always needed to. And in 2020, after waking up in the summer, I was like, well, I know what I'm writing a book, what my book is about. And I was like, but nobody knows who I am. So how am I, I'm going to sell, I knew I wanted to self-publish because I want final, I want director's cut over my book. I want full control. Like I don't, you know, and so I was like, um, I need to like somehow get out there. And my friend at the time I was into the new age, you know, I was into the occult and the new age. And a friend of mine was following this woman, um, Amanda Francis, who's called the money queen. And she has a big following. She's like friends with Richard Branson and all this stuff. And she had this course called decoding fame. 
that was a thousand dollars and my friend bought it and she she was like a burner she was a vegan author though in 2020 she went and got like lip fillers and botox and breast implants and i was like that's weird um and like then like in the summer she's like i'm going to burning man but i have to get vaccinated to go and i was like wait uh, what and then by fall by the fall i made a post about how burning man was black rocks occult ritual and she blocked me and unfollowed me but before that she bought this course called decoding fame for a thousand dollars and she gave me a copy of it and this was summer 2020 and i was like <clears throat> eh, i'll look into this so i looked into it it's like oh she paid a lot of money for it and she gave it to me and the first step was starting a project the very first and i thought it inspired me to start here comes trouble because i was like i need to you know market my book but that i didn't read anything more of this decoding fame thing i just started here comes trouble and then like here i am like a couple years later and i've like got like you know on all my accounts probably like a hundred thousand people following me and all and i'm like I bet that girl, if she's still watching, is like, decoding fame worked for Kara. And it's like, no, it didn't at all. Like, God, God, you know, is God. God literally is going to choose who gets out there, who who beats the algorithm and and when you blow up. Because I really didn't blow up, honestly, until I came to Jesus. Before Mm -hmm. that, my page would have been like your plant page where it would have made me sick because it was like me talking about manifestation and sun gazing and uh, you are the creator of your reality and all the stuff. And I went through and like had to just clean all of that out, archive it or delete it and just change the whole thing because I'm just disgusted and repulsed by what I used to think. And I'm like, I mean, I thought I was a Galactic Federation member for a couple months. Like, this is insane. Like, I was believing in aliens and all like these just crazy things. Like, there's so many traps in the awakening. And I, I think that you coming from the plant background is actually a, a nice little transition to my tinfoil hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I did share that little story. <laughs> um, Trish, this has been so much fun talking to you. And just learning more about you, I, I I didn't realize how similar our stories were coming out of the mental health stuff and, you know, experiencing these intense emotions and and then coming out of the slumber and waking up. But it's God through Jesus mm-hmm. that does that. And not only that, like people would tell me, oh, Jesus is the solution to everything. And I'd be like, oh, gosh, this fake guy is not the solution to anything. You guys, these pills are going to make me happy. And this ayahuasca is going to enlighten me and decoding fame is going to make me happy. And it's no, it's, Jesus is literally the answer to everything. Like he comes into your life and just like how you woke up, like what's impossible with man is possible with God. Like miracles can happen and, and God is going to bring everything to you that you need just like you know that part in i think it's in matthew where jesus is talking to everyone he's like god loves the birds in the sky as much as you aren't you worth more than like a sparrow and he gives them somewhere to sleep every night he gives the birds uh food to eat and like today's troubles are sufficient enough like we shouldn't worry beyond that and it's i remember like god is literally just giving us everything and fulfilling everything and it really is that simple yeah. The truth is, is Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. He came to die for all of us. He was the perfect sacrifice. He rose three days later and he bridged the path for us with the Holy Spirit to the Father. And it's the most amazing, beautiful thing. And it is what I believe truly that everybody is meant to discover is Jesus. Yeah. I totally agree. And that brings me right back to something that you said when we first started chatting today. Um is that there are people who know part truths and people who know a lot of details about these part truths. But for me, if they're not talking about Jesus, I'm not going to follow them because I, when, when end comes to end, 
Where are they going to lead me? Where are they going to lead the people who are following them? If it's not straight to Jesus, it's not somewhere I'm going. Amen. Amen. I think we can end the interview on that. Um, Perfect. <laughs> yeah, Trish, this has been so much fun. Um, oh, actually, before we end, I would like you to talk a little bit about your wellness box because you talk about how, like, you you promote this wellness box, which has like these products that you can bring into your home that are like safer to use or like less toxic. Just like you give some practical, also things to people um, on your page that they can use in their homes and methods that they can. Can you talk a little bit about, I would like to help promote your, your wellness box. If you would like to talk about that or guide anybody to stuff that you're standing by. Yeah. So basically um, with the wellness box, I am just, I'm just sharing a store that I really love. Um, It's a store that I love. It's a store that we've been shopping at for over a year. Um, And yeah, just like you said, it's, it's non-toxic cleaning supplies, laundry, um, all of our household consumables, one of the things that I like best about it is that I'm not, I'm not like going to Target and Walmart and taking my kids past a whole bunch of merchandise that I don't want them to see, whether it's like the Halloween stuff that's all set up now or the Pride merchandise that's for children, which is like right front and center of the store. Um, and then just going there to buy poison, like poisonous yeah. products that are harming us and, and not good for our homes, not good for our kids or our pets. Um, so that's really all that is, is I, um, I started shopping there and then I just started kind of talking about it and helping other people make the switch as well. Are there any other, um, things that you want to talk about, like kind of tell the listeners so they can help support you and like what you're, you know, cause you're doing so much to bring, help bring the Lord's joy through your comedy to all of us. And I just like to know, like the people, how they can help you out and support you. I mean, really, it's it's super helpful when my stuff gets like commented on, liked, shared. Like that's just really helpful because the more it gets out there, the more people I can reach. Awesome, especially being on a secluded, isolated island. So, yeah. <laughs> well, Trish, thank you for everything that you do for your humor. Like you make my world a happier place, a brighter place. Like I love. I don't look. I really don't consume much social media at all. I'm mostly just on there, like dropping on one of my seven accounts. But I look at your stuff and you make me laugh and you inspire me. And I, I think you're so gifted. I didn't really get to talk to you much. I wanted to know like how you became like kind of an improv comedian, kind of like actress person. Like if you have a background in that, like you're a natural, your timing is so good. Your editing is good on your content. You're funny. Like I always think about like where you're, you're wearing like a prom dress, like walking through your farm, like talking to people about big stuff. You pull like this radish out of the ground. You're like big Mike. And you just, you have your delivery is so good. I mean, God knit you this way. This is part of why he plucked you out of all of that. You were ready. And he said, like I said, you needed him. He didn't need you, but he knew he could use you. And he's using you now for his glory. And I'm just so grateful for all that. Um, so thank you, Trish, for everything you do. I'm happy to have you as a friend. You're welcome back on Let's Be Friends anytime. And I would be honored to come back on your game show or just collaborate with you in any way. Yeah, for sure. I would love that so much. Maybe I'll show up at your island. Perfect. Today. That would be scary. Hey, I found you. That's really like why I've been asking you where you are. I'm like going to stalk you. And where exactly are these planes flying? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I love you. Okay. <laughs> All right, girl. Thank you so much for being my friend. I hope you have a wonderful day. God bless you. Thank you, Kara. I love you. God bless. Bye. Bye.